This is the Veterinary Life Coach Podcast with Dr. Julie Capel, episode number 150. Hello, veterinary friends. Welcome to the Veterinary Life Coach Podcast. I'm so excited today. I had a really good day and I'll tell you a little bit about it. Um, I didn't have to go to work today and that makes it always so much fun, right? When you get to be at home and get a lot of things done. Um, I spent some time this afternoon off work and um, went shopping, which I haven't done in a long time. Um, I really never need anything. And so for me to go shopping is kind of a waste of time and a waste of money in a lot of instances. But today I got to go starting on some Christmas shopping and things for the holidays and um, went to too many stores, actually. (laughs) I was a little bit overwhelmed and tired uh, with the shopping. But I will tell you a little bit about that during this podcast. But before we get started, I just want to thank you for listening to me each week. I really appreciate it. And also thank you for reaching out and giving me your ideas. Also asking questions over email. I really love when you do that. So keep those questions coming. If you want to try life coaching, just go to my website, juliecapel.com or veterinarylifecoach.com. I have a place there where you can sign up for free coaching if it's something you want to try. And with the new year coming up in oh, just over a month, um, we got to start thinking about change, right? We've got to start getting our goals set for the new year and um, starting to get those resolutions going. So if that's something that you're starting to think about, uh, reach out and let me help you. And in the next few weeks, I will be um, making some announcements for the new year. I'm hoping to get a program going for you, um, something in addition to what I already do with my Wednesday Weekly Words. So I'm working on that now, and hopefully if I can get it together, uh, it will start in the new year. Um, So stay tuned for that. I'm hoping to have a little extra going on next year besides the blog and the podcast and the Wednesday Weekly Words. So hopefully you find this podcast useful. If you do, please let me know. Also, leave me a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. That will help me so much. And tell your friends that are in this veterinary space that I'm here and I'm recording every week for you. And hopefully um, some of these things help you work through your stress and all the things that happen to us in our day-to-day veterinary life. And if you haven't listened before, welcome, welcome. I'm so happy you're here. So what I want to talk about today is better than happy. Is there something better than being happy? Now, this is a concept that I often teach when I'm doing classes or giving talks about how to feel better without constantly having to be happy. Because it sounds really strange that we would say that. But many of us have been taught that unless you're happy, that your life isn't worth anything, that we have this idea that we have to constantly be happy. 
And it's something that we were taught when we were children. Our parents always were trying to make us happy. They would buy us a gift that we wanted. They would plan a big Christmas celebration or a holiday celebration, whatever holiday you celebrate, a big birthday party. Your parents were constantly trying to make you happy. And if you didn't have parents that did that, you still were fed that idea that happiness was the goal by the society because every commercial, every advertisement for a restaurant shows the people being super happy if you eat their food or super happy if you go to Disney or, or whatever. And if you've ever been to Disney with your family or your kids or your parents took you there when you were little, you know that it's not 100% happy even at Disney. People are going to get hot, people are going to get sick and throw up, or they're going to get dizzy on a ride, or a kid's going to get lost. You know, it's not reality. Real life isn't constant happiness. And it damages us when we expect to be constantly happy. And so that's why I really wanted to talk about this today. I've spent most of my life trying to make pet owners happy, get their pets better so they will feel better. I also now help veterinarians feel better about their life. But one of the top skills that I teach is that happiness isn't the goal. There are things that are better than being happy. So as always, I did a little bit of research into this subject so I'd have something concrete to bring you. And the studies show, some studies show, that chasing happiness makes us feel stressed and disappointed when the circumstances don't go as planned. So when our life happens, then we feel disappointed or we get stressed out because we think we're supposed to be happy. Our brain tells us, well, something's wrong, something's gone wrong, because circumstances don't always go as we think that they should. Emily Isfani Smith wrote, the single-minded pursuit of happiness is ironically leaving people less happy. And then she goes on to say, research has shown that having meaning and purpose in life increases overall well-being and life satisfaction. It improves mental and physical health, enhances resiliency and self-esteem, and decreases the chances of depression. And I would also add, not only does meaning increase your life satisfaction and purpose, but also the third thing that I'm going to add to this podcast is the skill of handling your own human emotion. And I call that emotional competence, or some people call it emotional intelligence. So having meaning, purpose, and emotional intelligence helps us create a more stable life. And it also helps us to create that purposeful life. Last week, I had another meeting with my Michigan Veterinary Medical Association Power of 10 Leadership Academy group, and I've talked about a little bit about that on the podcast before, but it's a group of young veterinarians that are interested in leadership, and the Michigan Veterinary Medical Association puts this together every year. So it's a year-long program that vets can join for free. And they get training on leadership, and I speak to them on life coaching and give them skills and tools to coach themselves. And they kind of get all these tools to help them feel confident and competent in all these areas of leadership. And so this past week, I, sp I spoke on this, this feeling better, not necessarily the better than happiness, 
but I gave a little speech or a little program on feeling better in the morning session. And what I basically did was taught them some techniques and bake the basic coaching principles that I've often taught to you on the podcast to help them increase that emotional capacity that we talk about. Because training yourself to be willing to feel any negative emotion without fear And then building on those skills in emotional intelligence is this powerful, powerful tool. And all of us should learn this at a very young age. I would love to teach this to like grade school kids or, you know, junior high kids probably need it even more. But it's really a power to be willing and able to feel all the negative emotions. If you can feel grief, anger, frustration, stress, all the things that we try so hard to avoid, the more willing we can feel those negative emotions, the better life we'll have. And so this was a concept that I was trying to teach them. And that's kind of how this whole subject came up for me is I'm like, is there something better than happiness? And I think these techniques, if you learn them well and use them, turn you into a superhuman. I really do. I think this is the greatest thing. So when I taught some of these skills to my Power of 10 group, um, you know, sometimes when you're you're talking to people about this, they look at you kind of side-eyed because it's a new concept to some people. If they if they haven't done a lot of self-help, if they haven't worked a lot on their own mental capacity, it's a little bit hard to understand. But I just think it's so important. And that's why we're talking about it today. And I want to go back to that quote for a second from Emily Smith, because I love what she says about if you have meaning and purpose, it will help with your well-being, your satisfaction in life, and it also improves your mental and physical health. It helps you to be more resilient, and it builds your self-esteem. And the most interesting thing that she says is it decreases your chances of depression. So this is something we really want to work on. This is something that I want you to dedicate time to. It's so important. It will save you so much grief. Happiness is not the goal. Purpose, meaning, and emotional competence is. So let's work on that a little bit. So the first thing I want you to do is be aware. Be aware that our culture is obsessed and is pushing happiness on you. But in real life, it comes and goes. There's that half good, half bad. That's a fact. You're not always going to have everything that you want to have. And like I said about Disney, you go to Disney, it's not going to be all good. There's going to be, you know, somebody's going to drop their ice cream. Somebody's going to be sweaty. Somebody's not going to feel well. You know, I can remember taking my kids there and, you know, when my son was really tiny, I would have to nurse him and it was hot and you had to find a place to, you know, take your baby. And, you know, it's just, it's all that craziness. So if you expect that 100% of the time you're going to be happy, you are setting yourself up for disaster. If we're constantly looking for the perfect job, the perfect partner, the perfect home or apartment, the perfect set of clothing. There's always something, the perfect haircut. If we're always looking for that to make us happy, you're going to have anxiety and you're going to feel sad. And so it's so crazy that chasing happiness makes us unhappy. And some of us even get to the point where we're asking ourselves, is this 
all there is? Is this the is this everything that my life's going to be? Because we're expecting the outside world to bring us happiness. And that just doesn't work. Happiness is something that we create. Happiness is a competence. And so working on it is something that we really want to do and not expecting it, right? We don't want to expect to be happy all the time. So let's talk about a few ways that we can start to work towards finding meaning in our life and purpose, because that's super important. And then we'll later on in the podcast talk a little bit more about how to become emotionally competent, because we really also need to work on that little negative brain to become more mature about handling these negative emotions. So many times on the podcast, I say, first, you need to learn about yourself. And so that is something that I think is key. If you're not spending even a little bit of time once a week trying to get to know yourself and working on your brain and understanding yourself, then all of these things are going to be really difficult. It's going to be very hard to find a meaning. It's going to be very hard to find purpose. And it's going to be hard to handle your emotions. So the first step, as always, is to do some work on yourself. Now, I'm a big fan of doing the thought dumping or the thought downloads to try to be more aware of what you're thinking. You can work with a coach or a therapist if you're struggling to find out more about yourself. I like writing. Writing oftentimes helps me get some of the emotion out. And that's kind of like a thought download. But you can just write stories about your childhood, anything that helps you uncover things about why you operate the way you operate. I like the personality profiles, as you know, whether it's Myers-Briggs or the DISC system or um, the ocean one, there's so many. But just anything that you can do to get to know yourself is going to be helpful. And then another thing I want you to think about doing is find your people. And what I mean by that is try to find a group of people that you can belong to. It could be family, it could be friends, it could be a church group or a charity group, but much of our purpose as a human comes from that feeling and that sense of belonging. Belonging makes us feel as if we matter. Now, be careful when I'm talking about this belonging to a group thing that you don't take it as if you don't feel like you have a group of people that you're not worthy, because that's far, far from the truth. Worthiness comes from being a human. So just because you're a human, just because that you were born into this world, whether God created you, if you believe that, or whether the universe put put you on this earth, you are worthy no matter what. You don't have to belong to a group in order to have purpose and meaning, but this is something that that really can help because we all have this innate need to feel cared about and to care for others. So it kind of goes both ways. If you don't feel like you have a lot of people that are caring about you or for you, then you can start caring for others and you will get that feeling of caring in return. I've kind of had this exact conversation with my husband a few times when I was feeling kind of low. 
and isolated. You know, there are times when we're working so much and we're just going to work and coming home and going to work and coming home. And if you're like me and your children are grown, sometimes they're out doing their thing and they're not really checking in. Um, You forget to check in with your parents or whatever. So sometimes you feel a little isolated in life. And when I start feeling that way, I actually do a thought download to try to figure out who do I think would be there if I really needed them? And if I ask myself that question and I start to write a list, there are so many. But sometimes your little brain, your little negative brain tells you that nobody loves you. You know, it's kind of like that song, nobody loves me, everybody hates me kind of thing that you used to sing when you were a kid. Your brain will tell you that. So sometimes you have to sit there and brainstorm. Okay, if I had terminal cancer, who do I think would show up? And it's kind of a morbid thing to think, but I've asked myself that question before. And then I start to list them out. Well, my parents, my children, my husband, all the people that work with me, I know they would show up. My girlfriends that I go scrapbooking with, my best friend from high school, you know, my friend that I tap dance with, I start like listing them all out. And as I'm having, I'm having this, you know, thought download about all the people that really do care about me and I care about in return, then I start to feel more of a sense of belonging. So if you feel alone when I said the sentence, find your people or belong to a group, then you need to do a little bit of mental work to try to figure this out. Because belonging to a group means having a relationship. And that relationship values you and you value them. Where they appreciate you and you appreciate them. So find some people or think about some people that that is true of. And if it seems really difficult, then you need to really start working on those thoughts. If you're sitting there writing your list of people that belong in your group and not too many are coming to your mind, then you need to do some thought work. What's going on in your current relationships? Is it possible that you do actually belong? Are there people out there that care about you that you've kind of cut ties with? Or are there people that you can repair relationships with? Because that negative brain will tell you that nobody loves you. And that's so far from the truth. And then we have our veterinary community, right? I'm here. All the other veterinarians all over the world all are in this group. We all care about each other. And so many of us are working to improve the profession. And we would love to have one more person involved in this mission. So if you're feeling super alone, know that we are all here and put us on the list. Put me on the list and then send me an email and I will be your person. Knowing that human relationship is important and then working to build those relationships will help add meaning and purpose to your life. And there's many ways to do this. You can volunteer, get into a group, take a class, Anything that you can do to put yourself out there with other humans is going to help you feel more involved and more connected. And it's all about connection. And it's always a choice. You get to decide to nurture feelings of relationship with other people. So many times we devalue the people that are around us, the clients, we pass them by without even noticing. If there's acquaintances in your life, you don't pay a lot of attention to them. 
You don't really listen when someone's talking to you. You can do so many little things that will make you feel more connected instead of feeling invisible or unworthy when you're in some relationship. So you are in charge of this. You get to nurture your relationships. And if you're feeling isolated, you need to kick yourself in the butt and get out there and find someone to have a relationship with. Another way to start getting more purpose and motivation into your life so you can be better than happy is to start to set some personal goals. You need to have a life mission. Goals push us forward and keep us from sitting in stagnation. And we've done other podcasts on goal setting, so I'm not going to go through all of the steps to setting a goal, but it's so important to be goal-oriented when you're trying to feel purposeful. Because feeling purposeful is better than feeling happy. And that's what we're talking about. Now, when you start to set goals, expect that there's going to be obstacles and failures. And the key to feeling well without being happy is to embrace the obstacles and the failures. Every setback makes you stronger and it teaches you something. A great skill is learning to manage your mind around disappointment or failure. That's some more negative emotion. So overcoming failure creates success. And you want to create a goal that's bigger than you. Something that you don't think you can do. If it's a tiny goal and it's easy to achieve, that's not going to give your life purpose. A big scary goal. Something that you don't think you can do. That is purposeful. Now if you're struggling with this whole goal concept... Think about it as something that you want to give to others. Something that you can use your strengths as a human to help other people. Many of us have our purpose kind of wrapped around our work. And in our line of work, it's easy to do because we are helping people. That's what we do. So that can be your goal is just to show up better at work. I'm going to be the best veterinarian that I can be. That is my goal. My strengths lie in communication or my strengths lie in surgery or whatever it is for you. It's making a contribution to others. And when you do that and you fully embrace it, you feel more important. So the goal that you're setting is not the same as your work. The goal has to be about the people or the animals or the hospital, you know, as a hospital owner, I would, my purpose was to always take good care of my people. And so if I could run a great veterinary hospital that took care of the people and also the clients and the pets, then I was living into my purpose and into my value. You want to connect yourself to something big. And if work seems like drudgery to you right now, pick something else. Get your purpose and meaning from a different activity and then bring those feelings and that power back into your work and that will change your work for you. Quite a few years ago, I did the breast cancer three-day walk 
because my sister had had breast cancer, my cousin had had breast cancer, and so we decided to do this 60-mile walk for breast cancer. And um, I really had to train to do that. I really had to concentrate on getting in shape and doing all the training exercise. I, I walked all summer before that walk to get in shape for it. And that made me feel really good because I was using my ability to walk when some others couldn't to raise money for people that needed me. And because it was a group activity and other people were walking with me, some of my family members, my sister, my cousins, and also all the people that were walking in the, in the walk, which is, you know, hundreds, even thousands, I felt like this belonging to a group and also purpose in what I was doing. And then when you accomplish that goal, then that brings all those good feelings. It's not happy, you know, it, it kind of is it once you accomplish it. But during the walk, it feels anything but happy. It's really difficult. If any of you have ever done that or you've run a marathon or something like that, those goals don't feel like happiness. But when you accomplish them and you feel that sense of belonging and self-worth, that's where the happiness comes from. And so that pain of running the race or that pain of walking 60 miles is better than happiness. Now, another thing that you can do to work towards being better than being happy is to improve your self-image. And this is a real hard one for us. This is the main thing that I coach most of my clients on. We all have this idea that we're supposed to be perfect, that we never should make a mistake, that there should be no failure. We also oftentimes have leftover baggage from our childhood. Um, you know, a lot of us are high achievers, so our parents pushed us too hard, or we perceive that they did because I, I don't like to blame anything on our parents. But working on your self-image is the place where you realize that you are in charge of your story. You are in charge of the history that you've been through. You've owned it. And then you get to decide how to respond to it. So if you're unsure where your poor self-image comes from, now you have to go to work on yourself, right? You have to do the thought downloads. You have to do the work. You have to work with a therapist if it's really deep ingrained in you. You have to get a coach, someone to help you figure out the reasons that your brain is telling you that you're not worthy. It's not just about our accomplishments. We can use those to help us improve our self-image, but it's about our story, our life story. So think about your life and all of the events that have happened, how they've affected you, what you've gotten from them, what you've learned, and what hasn't gone well. And don't try to change the past. Just change the image of yourself that comes from that past, if that makes sense. Because you can't go back and change your past. If you have painful things that happened, if things didn't go the way that you think they should have, you need to get some meaning from the things that you've been through, embrace the strength that it's given you, and then start to take the steps towards creating the meaning out of all the things that you've been through. Your thought work helps you see where your brain is leading you astray, and it helps you to start to realize your true value. We're all worthy of outside respect and love, 
but our feelings always start from within. We need to love and respect ourselves first. So creating that better opinion of yourself will help you push towards more happiness and fulfillment and more self-worth. So I hope you're getting from this that happiness isn't all that it's cracked up to be. It's not the goal. In your overall life or quality of life, personal fulfillment is so much better than happiness. So let me close this out by saying that you have the power to change your life. You can create more happiness. Whatever your current circumstances are right now, we all have negative things happen to us. And know that in the negative, it can be better than happy. You just have to choose to think differently, choose your attitude, choose your motivation, your purpose. Your feelings aren't going to change overnight. This is work. But if we work towards purpose, if we work towards emotional competence, if we work towards meaning, our life will be so much richer and you can be better than happy, which is what I want for all of you. I have a few quotes for you. So here they are. Steve Maraboli said, happiness is not the absence of problems. It's the ability to deal with them. And there's two quotes from Buddha. There's no path to happiness. Happiness is the path. And the other one is, happiness is a journey, not a destination. And the last quote I have for you is from Tom Baudet. And it goes, they say a person needs just three things to be truly happy in this world. Someone to love, something to do, and something to hope for. And so I hope this podcast helped you think a little bit today about your own happiness and how you want to handle your life. And as always, if you're struggling, please reach out for help. Reach out to a friend, a coach, a therapist. Reach out to me or anyone else in the veterinary community. Don't struggle and don't suffer in silence. This profession is amazing and the people in it are amazing. So don't be embarrassed and don't be afraid to get help. And if you have any comments or anything to say to me or you just want to ask a question, send me an email, jacapeldvm at gmail.com. I would love to hear from you. So work on feeling better than happy this week, my friends. Have a beautiful, meaningful week. Bye.